Welcome back to Arab American Psycho. My name is Noor, and this week's guest is a beautiful Lebanese-Armenian stylist and influencer based in Los Angeles. Welcome, Tanya Sarin. Hi, I'm so happy to be on your podcast. <laughs> I'm so happy to have Tanya on because if you don't know who she is, she's a amazing creator but then also just like one of my favorite influencers I think ever like personality wise like you're just fun oh you're so sweet <laughs> um, so Tanya and I actually met for the first time was it last fashion week like in September I think so or was it February maybe it was February yeah. I literally can't, I was trying to remember before I was like did we meet in February or September of last year I can't remember but we met in New York and I feel like I instantly was like I love this girl like immediately I was like she's cool she's real she's honest yeah I mean I felt the same about you you and Maria I love love you guys so much that hookah um (laughs) little date we had was so so fun yeah we went to a hookah spot just really playing into like all the stereotypes about middle eastern <laughs> like, let's just go to a hookah spot and i don't even really ever smoke hookah really like, you know what i'm because i used to smoke cigarettes so i try not to smoke hookah uh-huh, because uh-huh. i feel like i'm like this could be this could be in some way triggering but it never is because it's not the same thing but you know yeah every every now and then i'll smoke a little bit of shusha hookah whatever did i just call it shusha <laughs> Um, okay but so you um how long have you been an influencer for because I know you started out as a stylist but how did you kind of get into that and like into the fashion space yeah um well I was a stylist at first well I graduated from Woodbury University and I studied fashion marketing and I always kind of knew I wanted to be in the fashion space at a young age because my grandfather was um a costume designer under Bob Mackey at NBC for like 30 years. So um, he passed away when I was pretty young. I was about 10 years old, but I do remember him working in the industry and having all these like really cool pictures of celebrities with like their autographs in the garage and like, oh my God, this is so freaking cool. Like, this is what I want to do. I want to work with celebrities. I want to be in the industry. Um, And then I started styling and realized shortly after that, I was like, this is not what I want to be doing. Um, It wasn't rewarding. It wasn't fulfilling. It was like on set for like 20 hour days. And I was just kind of like sitting around most of the time. And I understand you have to like put in the work and, and um, do all that for like years before you like become like a celebrity stylist. But I was like, I don't see myself doing this, you know, schlepping around clothes for, for hours and hours. So I shortly after I started an Instagram and that kind of like, you know, I was showing my clients and and myself, and I realized that people wanted to see me more than my clients. And so I started posting myself more and more and realized that this could become a business. And I got picked up by an agency five or six years ago. So I've been doing this full time for a while. And I started on Instagram, I would say around 2012, 2013. That's amazing. So it all just kind of like came to fruition pretty organically. Like you just kind of were like posting. And I feel like 
that definitely comes through with your content because I feel like it's very much just like you being you, mm-hmm. which is why like, I'm like, I love Tanya's style because it's just like, you're not trying to be like, Oh, like, look at this. You're just like, this is my style. Like, yeah. and this is who I am. And I, I really appreciate that. Especially I feel like, you know, this gets thrown around a lot that the influencer space is overly saturated, mm-hmm. which I think there's always space for new people, but in a way Agreed. it is overly saturated. I think where a lot of people just kind of have this like formula of like, I'm going to wear this and I'm going to carry this bag. And then like, I'm going to get it's like, like trendy, so many likes. And this is like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And, and it just, it's so like, I don't know about you, but like for me, it's so weird because sometimes like I will genuinely like something that's trendy, but I have this like weird internal conflict. I'm like, well, it is trendy. So I kind of don't want to wear it, but I actually really like it, but I don't want to seem like I'm just trying to be, trendy like I don't know know. maybe I'm just like a weirdo and like a million other people are wearing and you're like well like but like I like it I know I know I know I know like the Bottega pouch bag I was like wait everyone has that bag but I was like I do love it so I'm just gonna get it who cares you know I mean honestly the Bottega bag is so beautiful though like it's and it reminds me of a dumpling and that makes me happy (laughs) and a little hungry but you know like whatever and um I was actually when I was thinking about like kind of, you know, the conversation we'd had, I realized you live alone, don't you? I do. I do. (laughs) How has quarantining alone been? I actually love it. It's so funny because I've been living alone for almost four years now. It'll be four years in September, but I think I would, I would have my friends over like every single day. I'd be the host for everybody. Like I'd have dinner parties. I'd have like just the girls over all the time. So I was never really alone. Um, and most of my friends are single or they're married and they'll come over with their husbands and it'd be just like a party every day, honestly. Yeah. I feel Um, like you're always hosting people at your house. I feel like yeah, 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 yeah. And then when this happened, I was like, I think all my friends got really worried about me because they're like, (laughs) <laughs> Tanya's never really been alone. Tanya's always doing yeah. something. Even when I was in LA, because I would I travel I would travel so often pre-quarantine. Um, I would never really be home. I'd be at events, I'd be going out, I'd be out like drinks with friends, and I, I would never really be alone. So when this happened, I I, I kind of like <laughs> I didn't know what to do with myself um like the first month, and it really yeah. Affected me mentally, and I was like, "What do I do with myself? Like, I just feel useless and helpless, and I can't really see my family." Um, so that really affected me. And then after this, the first month passed, I was like, "I need to be doing something with my time. I need to like, I, I don't know, work out more, like, yeah. you know, figure out what to do next with my life, and like challenge myself." And so I did that, and now I'm like so happy, and I actually love being alone. <laughs> honestly I feel very similar to that like I but I'm more like I am more of a homebody but like Mm. just because of like my life and having a family and like you know keeping relationships and like shooting content and going on trips and all that I end up not being home very often Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. literally the month before quarantine I think I was home for like a total of like seven days or something ridiculous like that because I was like just not in town yeah and I love being at home. So for the first month, I was like, so happy. Like everyone was complaining about it. I'm like, this is amazing. Like I love being at home. But then like halfway through somewhere like in the middle, I just like literally was like, okay, wait, actually, I'm, I'm, 
this is kind of a little bit of a bummer. And I feel Mm -hmm. like I had like whatever people had in like the initial part of quarantine, I had it like mid quarantine. Uh And I was like, what am I doing with my life? What like, I'm just wasting time. And then it just like, for me, a matter of like, I think adapting a little bit better, because I like to think of myself as like pretty adaptive. But Mm -hmm. like, the thing is, is you know, this, no one's ever had to really be in this situation in our lifetime, like right. where we've been in quarantine. So it's like a new thing that you've never experienced and adapting to that. And like, I think the the issue that I had was in the beginning, I was just carrying on with my routine, but just like not leaving my house, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. I think worked for a little while. But then after a while, it was like, okay, this, this doesn't make sense in quarantine. Like this makes sense in my normal life, but like in quarantine, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. 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 Um, like I would literally by like 2 PM be like, okay, I have nothing to do now. That was a problem because I was so used to being really productive in the morning and just getting things done so that I can, I don't know, go socialize or do whatever I wanted for the rest of the day. Right. But in quarantine, it's like, learning how to like take things slow that's been a little bit of a challenge yeah that has been challenging um and I was so so used to that go 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 lifestyle yeah always doing something always traveling always having something to do that I look back and I'm like shit I actually don't remember a lot of the things that I did (laughs) the past five years and it was it's kind of all blurred to me you know, and I'm kind of, I'm enjoying this slower pace. I'm enjoying this and, yeah. you know, figuring out what I want in life and what's important to me and what I really want to be doing, you know? Yeah. And there's I, been a lot of reflecting, lots yes, of reflecting, lots of reflecting for sure. It just, it's so strange though, to me, like till now that like, this is just the new normal. I know. Like, I don't know, like the, the fact that everyone is just like now like come to terms with like, oh, this is just like, well, no, that's not true. I live in Florida. So a lot of people are just acting like nothing is happening. <laughs> but for yeah. most people who are not assholes, <laughs> it's become the new normal. Um, and I will eventually yell at someone on the street for not wearing a mask. It's going to happen. I'm going to be a crazy person who's going to be like in a video on YouTube. Like crazy Muslim woman yells at man on the street for not wearing face mask. I can actually see you doing that. That's that's so funny. Yeah. It's it's just a matter of time, Tanya. It's literally just like, you know, a ticking clock. Like when is Nora going to yell? Because people do not wear masks here. It's actually absurd. Like how is it in LA when you, when you do go out, are people wearing masks? Yeah. Most people are wearing masks. Um, but the thing is people are like having house parties here, like left (laughs) and right. I like look on Instagram and I'm like, why are there like a hundred people at this house? Like it's this is so crazy. Insane. And I mean, the numbers are just keep skyrocketing here. It's crazy. It's, it's so crazy. And it's like, so scary how many people like I shit, you know, I talk to them and they're like, Oh, the hospitals are just lying. And I'm like, oh why would God, the hospitals lie? Like what, what, what is there to gain from this? Like you, you didn't seem to think this out. Like what is a doctor going to benefit from like fear mongering? I know it's just ridiculous ridiculous it's it's so ridiculous but yeah I mean I feel like once I got into like the swing of things everything is good but I still feel like there's these little funk moments that I've been going through yeah and and I'm just like yeah yeah, that's totally normal but it's just like for me I'm so crazy about being productive all the time that it Mm -hmm. just annoys me when I'm in a little funk and I just don't want to do anything but yeah I am I was telling you before we started recording that like this week has been the longest week and you said this week has been the shortest week. <laughs> <laughs> it has. 
I just flew by um, uh, with the whole Kim K thing on Monday and then like, you know, shooting yes. the, the collection and all that stuff, which, you know, it's, it's been, it's been a really awesome, crazy week. So. Okay. So, so many things I want to talk to you about. Yeah. One of the things I want to talk to you about is the Kim K thing. So <laughs> Tanya is a board member and advisor for the Armenia support fund mm-hmm. and Kim Kardashian basically showed lots of support on Instagram recently for the Armenia support fund and Tanya and everything. And it's it's so incredible. So tell me, tell us about kind of what's been going on and, and just kind of, um, what the Armenia support fund is. Oh yeah. Okay. So my best friend, Olivia is the founder and, uh, she was actually supposed to go to Armenia, uh, in June and she, you know, she had to cancel it obviously due to COVID and, uh, she had to cancel all the little boutique, the boutique hotel she was staying at all the activities and stuff and realized she just felt so bad because they were all small businesses and they thrive off of tourism. And she just felt bad asking for the money back. And so she was like, wait, what can we do to help these small businesses? Because the government does not help them. There's no government hate aid, you know? So she came to me and she's like, well, I want to do this. And like, you know, I want to start this, this fund, this, and see if I can help these small businesses and give them grants. And I was like, oh my God, this is such a great idea. And I've always wanted to get into working with the organization and to philanthropy. So I was like, wait, I want to get involved. I want to help you in any way that I can, please, please, please. I have nothing to really do right now. Yeah. You know, like count me in. You know, if you need me to come over every single day and help you, I'm, I'm, I'm your girl, you know? And she was like, oh my God, amazing. So within a couple of days, she had the website up, she had everything up and she was already talking to a bunch of, you know, different people in the Armenian community about it. And she set up a board. And so I started working with her and I started helping her with like branding and with marketing and, um, who we can get involved and things like that. And she was like, wait, do you want to be on my board and an advisor? And I was like, yes. Oh my God, this is so great. (laughs) I've always wanted to be on the board of something. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. I've always just wanted to be on a board, any board, pick a board. Honestly, same though. I feel like that sounds like the most like grown up thing to be like, yeah, I'm on the board. I know, right? (laughs) No, but really, like all jokes aside, I I, I wanted to get into... I want to work with a charity because actually I went to Lebanon for the first time last summer and I saw the conditions there. I went to Burshamud. I don't know if I'm like butchering the name, but, um, like sounds good to me. (laughs) (laughs) And I, you know, my family over there was, was, was not living in the best conditions and just overall the economy was not great. So I was like, what can I do to help these people? I wish I could do something, you know? Um, and so I've always wanted to get it after I went to Lebanon is when I realized I wanted to get into, um, philanthropy and like get into like, you know, working with an organization closely. So when Olivia told me this, I was like, yes, count me in. So we started the fundraising process about a couple of weeks ago and we launched the website about a month ago. And, you know, we were talking about getting influential people involved 
And, you know, Olivia was like, hmm, what about Kim Kardashian? You know, she's Armenian. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's half Armenian. So she, oh, she's been supporting Armenia for years now. She actually went over there. Her kids um, and, and, and herself also got baptized there recently. Um, so she supports the Armenian community so much. And she's like, well, how can we get her? I was like, well, I actually did the Skims uh, launch for her, for the campaign. And we, you know, we DM'd here and there a couple of times. And casual, she was, so yeah, casual. She like <laughs> uh, send over hearts and kisses a couple of times. I'm like, hmm, uh, what can I do? Like, should I just DM her? And I thought about it for a second and I was like, you know what? If you don't ask, you don't get. Yeah, so, yep, yep. Uh-huh. So I DM'd her and I was like, this is what we're doing. This is uh, the charity and we want to support small businesses that are affected by COVID. Um, and I, you know, pitched it to her and she was like, oh my God, Tanya, this is amazing. Congrats. Would love to connect you with my team. So we got connected with her team and sent over a media deck and what we want to do. And she posted that day. <laughs> She, and she didn't like just post like one little thing like she genuinely like you can tell like she was like this is amazing I really care I want to bring awareness to this and that's something that I do really respect her for I mean I was telling you before we started recording I didn't really know what had happened in Armenia until like a few years ago mm-hmm. and genuinely a lot of it had to do with Kim Kardashian bringing awareness to it or the Kardashians in general raising awareness about the Armenian genocide because right. It's not something that I ever read about in history books or mm-hmm. ha- honestly have anyone talk about, you know, and yeah. I, at least when I was there, it's just something that I was completely ignorant to. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I really do respect her for like, take, like, I mean, that's incredible though. And honestly, like a great shoot your shot story. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I was raised in an Armenian world where Lebanese are, I mean, my parents are actually from Lebanon, but we are Armenian. Um, and yeah. so after the Armenian genocide, a lot of Armenians went to, you know, either Iran or Lebanon or Russia and just kind of went all over. Um, and, um, were your parents born in Lebanon? Both of them? Yeah. Both of my parents were born in Lebanon, but they came out to LA, um, in the late sixties, early seventies. No. Oh, wow. Yeah. So They've been in LA for like a while. That's probably around the same time that my parents immigrated to America too. Yeah, yeah. My dad was, I think, seven or eight, and my mom was six years old. Okay, but back to uh, talking about the Armenia Support Fund because I do, I do kind of just want to like make sure that like you guys, like if you if you haven't taken the time to like learn about what is going on in Armenia, like I feel like this is like a great opportunity and also like a good resource to like help. And like, just know that it's actually going to the right places to help people who actually are in need. And so, yeah, like basically the, the money that's collected goes towards like small businesses or is that basically the, the demographic that it's helping out or is yeah. it for so small family owned businesses like the mom right. and pop shops and the villages or like the little coffee shops, uh, the flower shops, the tailors. Um, so we're actually, we have, okay. So we've partnered with Pato's foundation um, and they're another organization that's been around for like 15 years to help the Armenian community in Armenia. And uh, we've teamed up with them and they have five people in Armenia that are, um, 
that are working for us. So they're going to be going out to the villages and to these businesses and vetting them and giving them the applications and making sure they have everything that they need. And they're going to be the ones giving them the grants. That's amazing yeah. that they're like actually out there and they're going to like, like, it seems like it's very like hands on. And yes. like, for me personally, like those are the organizations that like, I like, you know, supporting because I just feel like you want to make sure that like, it's going to the people who need exactly. it the most. And I think that's the best way to like, kind of know, okay, this is actually going to people who really need the help. And yeah, I can't even imagine how much they're struggling right now with like a lack of tourism. Cause I, I believe that like most of their kind of revenue is based off of like tourists. Yeah. They thrive off of tourism. That's like how they make their money, especially in the summers, you know, like these boutique hotels and these cafes and restaurants, you know? So, um, we definitely, we definitely wanted to help these businesses survive. So that's why we wanted to do, we wanted to, to do this. And I think that like, you know, obviously, like, like I said, like I, you know, take responsibility for my ignorance about what's going on. And, and, and when I see other influencers posting about these things like you, like it does kind of make me kind of be like, wait, let me, let me educate myself on this. And I think that there's definitely been a shift in the influencer space um, in regards to talking about important causes. And it's, it's actually making me so happy because I feel like in the beginning there was like a lot of, um, you know, talk around like, oh, like this seems performative, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like at this point, it's beyond that. And I think that it's happening so organically for a lot of people like you, like you were talking about Lebanon as well on your Instagram Mm -hmm. feed and just Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And I feel like it's, have you felt like, I don't know, kind of, how do you feel about this shift that's happening in the space? Um, I actually like love what's happening because I've always said I just don't want to be put in a box and just be known as a digital creator or blogger and and known just for my fashion or my cool girl style or whatever you want to call it. Um, And I have a voice and I want it to be heard and I want to talk about topics that I really, truly care about. Um, So this has challenged me to to do that. And and it's given me uh, like the... How do I say? Um, it just, it kind of like, I know, I definitely, I know what you mean. Like you, you kind of feel like you've wanted to talk about it, but you just didn't know if, how it would be received. Yeah. Cause you're always like, I, I feel like there's always this little bit of fear of like, well, I don't want to be political. But then like, when you really take a step back, like these are not political issues. Yeah. Like, I mean, they are, but like, that's not the part that we're focusing on. We're just focusing on like helping the people who need help. Right. Right. And just giving back. And it just, it's a different feeling. I just feel like what I'm doing now is so much more rewarding and fulfilling. And it just, the fact that I could help a community just makes me happy and excited about Absolutely. life, you know? It's, it's so rewarding giving just like, I mean, in general, like when you're nice to someone, like, I don't know about you, but like, if I go to Target and I'm nice to someone who works there and they seem like they're having a shitty day, like 
I don't do it to like feel good, but you will feel good when you're nice to someone yeah. when you can tell that they're having it. Like, you know what I mean? Like you just you're like, Oh, like I feel like I've made that person smile or laugh or whatever, made their day a little bit better or made them exactly. feel seen and made them feel heard. And huh. I think that's, that's such a huge part of, I think everything that's going on and people in the influencer space, you know, talking about the black lives matter, uh, black lives matter movement. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, talking about what's happening in Lebanon. Like, I think that a lot of the time people, just want to feel like seen and heard and like exactly if your community is hurting and people aren't even you know batting an eyelash like that in itself is I think traumatic agreed yeah very traumatic um so it's been it's been nice to kind of educate people and let them know what's happening because the media doesn't talk about any of this right and you know and I have having like non-middle eastern people reach out to me saying like Oh my God, I have no, I have no idea how bad Lebanon was and what their conditions are right now and how, you know, Armenia is really struggling to keep their businesses alive. Um, so it's just nice to put out content out there for people to educate themselves. And, um, and it's just, I want to be, I want to be known more than just like a fashion girl, you know, cause I'm not just a fashion girl, you know? Exactly. So, and and that was the thing, like, I think a lot of times on Instagram, it's very easy for people to just kind of look at it and be like, okay, she's just like one dimensional person Mm -hmm. who like, you know, posts like outfit photos, like super vain and like very unhappy. Like I have people tell me like, oh, you, you seem like you never smile. It's like, I'm constantly smiling. Like, all the time. Like I (laughs) smile. I just don't like smiling in photos. I don't know. Like maybe, maybe that's something that I need to work on internally, but like, it just feels too staged. Like, I don't know. I agree. um, Yeah. Uh, I say while I literally like have a whole fucking photo shoot set up. Like it just feels too staged to smile. That's where I draw the line. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's why in my bio I put, I'm not as dark and moody as my photos. Cause I'm not, but I like that. That's just me and my, that's like my alter ego. I like to, you know, like be that cool moody girl, but I'm, I'm really not in person, you know? That's what I'm saying. Like literally when I met you, you were like the bubbliest, friendliest person ever. And like, but I didn't even think twice about it because I think I know how it is. So like, I'm not surprised when I meet you mm-hmm. and you're like super like energetic and happy and like easygoing, like compared to your photos, because I feel like photos don't really tell you, you know, everything you need to know no. about a person based yeah. on a photo. And yeah, like I feel you in that, especially like as I'm getting older, I'm like, I want to use my platform for something more than just sharing fashion and mm-hmm. beauty, which I love doing and I enjoy it. And I do think it makes people happy. Like yeah. I genuinely think it makes people happy and it's kind of like an escape. Right. But at the same time, it's like, there has to be kind of like a balance, I think. I agree. I agree. For sure. And and yeah, I mean, it's, you are more than your photos. I know that I am. And that's, and that was another reason why I wanted to start a podcast to begin with is because I want to use my voice for other things. And then also like, you know, highlight other people's stories and and what's going on with them and, you know, learn about things together and, Mm -hmm. and just be, I think that with Instagram, like there's just so much of like, Oh, like I wish I looked like that. Or, Oh, I wish yeah. I that. And it's just like, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, you know, no one's going to post. I mean, I guess you can, but like, I'm not, if I'm like crying and having a shitting day, I'm not going to take a picture of it and post it on Instagram. I know me too. I like to, you know, post about the positive things. And if I am having a rough day, I'll like 
talk about it here and there, you know, yeah. especially during like quarantine, I did, you know, touch up, touch on like how I'm feeling. Um, but I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't do all that either. Like I don't want to promote it's negativity. Exactly like- yeah. Exactly. Like, and I also like my issue is it's like, sometimes I do think about posting stuff, but then I'm like, I don't want sympathy from people. That too. Like, yeah. Yeah. And and I know people will give it to me because they're, you know, they're, they're kind hearted. They see that I'm upset, but like, I just, for me personally, getting sympathy from people for some reason makes me feel even worse. I don't know what's wrong with me, but like, yeah. I just like, if I'm sad, I want to feel what I need to feel and then let it pass naturally without, you know, having to make a big deal about it almost. Right. And it's not like, Oh, I don't think my feelings are a big deal. I think they're fine but like I think that I can like manage them I don't know if that's like the right thing to do but that's kind of how I deal with yeah, things no, I'm the same way so I do want to make sure that we talk about your capsule collection which I'm personally very excited about me too okay so so my friend Kat Winnicamp who's an awesome stylist and she came out with a styling app earlier this year um she came to me and was like And it's funny because we've been friends for like seven or eight years now. Um, And I actually met her when I was uh, working at Topshop as, um, and I would like handle all the stylists in the styling department. So she, uh, we became really good friends and, and we wanted to actually come out with a brand together, like basics with a twist, kind of like what RUMI is doing now. But we were like, we want to do this. We want to, you know, there's nothing like this on the market. And both of our careers kind of took off like seven years ago. So we never worked together on anything. So she came to me recently and was like, yo, what do you think about doing something together again? Like coming out with masks or something like that. I'm like, you know what? Let's do it. Like, I'm so down. I have nothing to do right now. Um, (laughs) I would love to design something. I'd love to come up with something. And I would love to do it with you. Um, And so we decided to come out with masks, a hat, a mask chain, which you can wear four ways. Um, And then we have other things that we're working on in the pipeline. But um, for right now, we're we're coming out with a mask, a mask chain, an anklet, and a hat. Oh, so the chain, there's like a, it's like made out of Swarovski crystals and it's the clasp are actually made from, it's gold filled. So we could actually wear it as with like with your mask on and then you could wear it as a choker by itself. You can wear it on your sunglasses and then you could wear it another way with your mask and then you can like wear it as a choker with the mask on, if that makes sense. That's so cute. Okay, okay. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And that's actually really cute. Because like, even if you don't want to, you know, wear it just like with your mask, you can just wear it as an accessory. Exactly, exactly. Um, And then you said that it was lined with black lining, which I was like, Oh, my God, every mask should have black lining. I know. Even if you're not wearing makeup, your tinted sunscreen will transfer onto your mask and then it will not come out and then it'll look nasty. And even though it's clean, you'll look at it and be like, this is not clean. What the fuck is this? I know. And that's what we were talking about. And my mom, even like, I remember my mom took off her mask and she wears lipstick, like red lipstick every day. I love that. I love Um, it. And so she took it off and I was like, Oh, we got to do something about that. Like we need to maybe do black lining or something that won't, you know, show the lipstick, show the makeup. I mean, I feel like 
I'm, I'm surprised no one else had thought about that because I feel like it's so important, you know? And For sure. With everything kind of changing, like at first I was just kind of like, no, I just, I just need like a few masks and like, it's fine. But now I'm at the point where I'm like, I wear my mask once and then wash it. Like I'm not wearing it again. So I need to make sure that I have enough on rotation. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and also like it's becoming a little bit of like an accessory at this point because right. like you don't want to wear an ugly mask all the time. Like you want to wear something that's like cute. I mean, at the end of the day, like you got to make the most of the situation, I think. And I think that, you know, it's definitely supposed to be like functional and keep you safe. And, right. you know, this is just a reminder, wear a fucking mask. Um, but yeah. it... And I also just feel like I don't want to wear like an ugly mask. Like when when quarantine first started, it was so hard to get your hands on masks from a lot of places. Oh yeah, and I I remember I ordered them from this website that just used like you know extra material that they had hanging around, so you couldn't pick the prints you got. Mm-hmm. And one of them mm-hmm. was like a blue leopard print, and I hated it so much. But I was like. <laughs> I have to wear a mask. But like every time I wore it, I was like so upset about it. I'm like, why am I wearing blue leopard print on my face? Like, I hate this. Like, why is this happening to me? Um, And that mask does not get worn anymore. And I keep it in my car for emergencies, emergency masks. But but it's like, I just want to wear cute masks. Like that's that's all I want. Yeah, we wanted to design a pattern that wasn't going to like fall off your face. And I feel like every single mask that I was wearing, it was just coming off. And it defeats the purpose of wearing a mask, you know? Exactly. And like that, and when I see people's nose showing, I think it's the mask's fault, not theirs. <laughs> yeah. So we wanted to create something that was going to stay on and that was breathable, uh, that was made with organic cotton, that's sustainable, um, free of pesticides. And, you know, like we wanted to source, you know, like the best of the best, you know? For sure. And I think that like, sustainability right now is so important and I feel like for a while it was just kind of like a trendy thing but like even when it was trendy it didn't piss me off because I was like this is still moving in the right direction but now I feel like it's kind of like an expectation that we all just have like this should be sustainable and I love that so much that like that is the point that our world is at where we just expect things to be sustainable and if they're not we're just like what the fuck is this like I know I know exactly Exactly. But yeah, it just become kind of like a standard now. And I think that's, you know, with, with everything going on, I try to find things that I'm in the world that are good. And I'm like, this is a good thing. This is, <laughs> this is, this is nice. Everything else fucking sucks, but this is great. Yeah. 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 And yeah, so we wanted, you know, some, t- we also, it's also made in, in Los Angeles and um, we are working with like this amazing sewer, sewer in downtown. Um, and yeah, so that's amazing. I love yeah. that it's made locally. Like, I think that's also really important. And I think that, I don't know, I'm really excited to see the collection. And so it comes out on Monday, which is mm-hmm. tomorrow, if you're listening to this on launch day, which is Monday the 13th. Yeah. And where can, where can people find it? Uh, so it'll be available on styleguys.com. Okay, cool. Yeah. I literally, I I can't wait to see it. Genuinely, I'm like, I know that it's going to be cute. And so I'm like, this is something I'm really excited about. And I haven't seen anyone else do it. But how was it like design or like coming out with like a capsule collection for you? Like, because you've been in the space for like, so many years, like, is the yeah. first time you've find things yourself yeah actually i you know i've been approached before and i am so picky with the brands that i that i work with and i wanted and i've always wanted to work with brands that align with my brand um so i've turned down a lot of you know 
design projects or capsule collections because I just feel like they weren't right. So when Kat actually came to me, I was like, this is so perfect. Like she's a friend of mine. I trust her. Um, We're going to experiment together. We're going to figure it out. Like I just wanted to be a part of it. You know, like I part of the entire, the whole process. Right. So I feel like with a lot of these brands that have approached me, they were just like, Oh, can we just like kind of slap your name on it? And like, yeah. And do it that way. And I'm like, that's just not who I am. And I want to be involved with everything that I do. You know, I want to be very hands-on. So it just, it just felt right. And I was like, let's just do it. Like we had no idea what we were doing. We were learning. It was like a whole learning process for the both of us. Um, and it took us, you know, three months or so to figure it out. And, but it was like, so worth it. It was so worth it. And I can't wait to share it with everybody on Monday. I'm, I'm really excited for you. And yeah, I was like, that's something that I will say it's like, there will be times where brands will kind of be like, Oh, like, let's do this together. But it really just is like, Oh, we're going to slap your name on it. You're not going to really be involved in it. Like, we'll show it to you before it comes out. Like, (laughs) you know, other than that, you're not going to have much say. And I think that when you're kind of creating a personal brand for yourself, it's something that I think definitely needs to be thought about. Because like, I don't know, like, I see like younger influencers just kind of like taking whatever opportunity they can. And mm-hmm. I and I get that to a certain degree. But at the mm-hmm. same time, like, I remember when I started the first started actually like working with brands and getting paid, like it can be tempting sometimes to just kind of like, do it, you know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, do I want this to be tied to my name? Like, yeah. is this something that I feel like is, you know, relevant? And it's so crazy, because I feel like even in as like a having my own personal brand, it's changed and evolved so, so much, much over the last few years. Mm-hmm. Like I literally, I mean, I, quarantine is it's because of quarantine, but I cook so much now. So like now when like a <laughs> cooking brand approaches me, I'm literally more excited than like any clothing brand or any makeup or any, I'm like, <laughs> Oh my God, cooking stuff. Yes. Kitchen stuff, which is so weird. And like, not who I thought I would be. I know. I actually feel the same way when, um, all these cooking brands reach out or even furniture brands, to be honest, I feel like oh. that's like the most exciting for me. Cause it's I, the most yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like I'm always redecorating or redoing my space because I'm always in it. So I'm like, wait, I need to change this. I need to change that. Like, this doesn't align with my brand. This isn't me. I remember when I finished my my living room about a year ago or so, I'm like, oh my God, I love it. And then like a couple months later, I'm like, wait a second. This is so not me. This is such a serious space. Like, the colors and it just didn't feel right. And so when quarantine happened, I was like, you know what? I need to change it. I need some color in my place. I need some feel good pieces. You know, I want to look yeah. at it and like feel good because color is so powerful, you know? For sure. And so, so that's what I'm doing now. Redecorating my space. Too. I know. And you've been sharing like little tidbits. And honestly, like, I feel like you have such a good eye for like just interiors in general and like pieces that like, like can really like elevate your space. So like, I love watching you post anything to do with like home decor. Like I literally am like, Ooh, what's she doing? Ooh, look at this table, which I think you, you changed your coffee table. Didn't you? You know, no, actually it's still yeah. there. Yeah. I love it. I love your coffee table. Never change it. I think I DM'd you and I was like, don't change your you coffee did, table. It's did. beautiful. I know. And I love it. It's like this beautiful black home owned marble and it's such a great piece from timothy alton but it just it's just so big for my space and um it's right in front of my black fireplace so it kind of just 
blends in with that. Uh. So that's my whole, that's the issue with it. Um, I don't know. I really want to keep it and just maybe put it in storage. And then eventually if I ever move to like a house, like put yeah. it in that, you know, but it, it is such a great piece, but I think I'm going to really have to is. let go of it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get rid of it. Just put it in storage. I, I do what I to. do, which is like literally my niece who is an adult. I feel like I always oh need God. to clarify that. I'm her <laughs> biggest fan. Biggest Wait, fan. Wait, which one? Wait, oh, Hannah. you're about Hannah. Oh my God. Oh my God. So <laughs> funny story. Tanya loves Hannah. If yeah. you follow me on Instagram, you know Hannah. I don't need to do any more introductions of who she is. But she is a five-year-old. She's my niece. She is hilarious. She's an 85-year-old woman trapped in the child's body. <laughs> And so Tanya wanted to FaceTime with her. And so we were spending the day together and I was like, Oh, do you want to FaceTime with my friend Tanya? And she was like, I don't really feel like it right now, but you can send her a video message. So I sent <laughs> a video message from Hannah and she was like, Hey Tanya, like I'm just really tired right now. Maybe we can talk later. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now like she literally was like just send her a video message and I was like what it actually made my night I was like watching it over and over again and then I sent it to my parents group chat and I was like you guys (laughs) look at this little girl I'm obsessed with her my sister's like do you have like baby fever or something and I was like shut up Tanya, literally, I'm not, I am not joking when I tell you the amount of people who tell me I never, like, I I don't, like, I'm not, like, dying to have kids, but when I see your niece, Hannah, Hannah, like, I want to have children, like, so many people, just, like, like, people I know, random people on Instagram, they're like, I think I'm developing baby fever because of (laughs) Hannah, she's so cute, but she's such an interesting child, like, she's, so she's always just been very chatty ever since she was like very like young and I think just in general little girls tend to be chattier than little mm-hmm. boys right. but like she has so many just like well thought out like ideas and like opinions and thoughts but she's also like very like she's like I think she's an empath like she feels so emotional about like literally anyone experience pain or sadness like she will cry if she sees someone on TV like who's like going through something difficult like even like you know what I mean like she's so emotional and I it just makes me I don't know I feel like she's like a reincarnation of like an 80 year old lady I don't know I just feel like she is not a five-year-old she's an old woman trapped in a child's body (laughs) and the way she speaks too is like an 85 year old woman like actually like she's got a great vocabulary I'm like for a five-year-old that's so impressive and like she acts like an old woman like I took her for a walk (laughs) I took her for a walk and we I swear to god we must have walked maybe maybe two miles and then she was like can we just go back home like my legs are tired I'm like you're five she's like my she's like my legs are just really little compared to yours so you don't know what it feels like but like my little legs are really tired oh my god I love her you mean your old achy woman bones is that what you mean (laughs) (laughs) and it's so funny people are like oh have her on your podcast I'm like wait you guys I know she's really funny and smart but she is still a five-year-old so the conversation will somehow be about my my little pony for like 30 minutes straight. <laughs> no, I mean, that's a honest, great idea though. Please have her on. 
she's she's so funny but if you start talking to her for like longer than 10 minutes it will just circle back to and this my little pony and that my little pony and i'm like oh my god please stop talking about my little pony why do i know every name of every pony now and all their names are so weird but yeah hannah hannah loves tanya she scrolls through your instagram page actually when we were at um i went to the louis vuitton store with my sister two weeks ago she wanted to buy something Uh and also going into the louis vuitton store is literally like the safest place on earth like they make you apply sanitizer at the door and like you're not allowed to touch anything it's very scary but she was looking at bags Mm -hmm. and it was the day after uh hannah had sent you that video and my sister was looking at a bag or whatever her mom Mm -hmm. and she was like oh your friend tanya has this bag and hannah chimes in and she goes your friend Tanya that I sent a message to, she has this bag. I love it. And I was like, oh my God, I oh literally want to kill She also loves Louis Vuitton. Like if you want to talk to her about anything, talk to her about Louis Vuitton. Next time she's over, I'm going to have her FaceTime you and she'll talk about Louis Vuitton for like an hour straight. Like it's the creepiest Stop. thing ever. Oh my God, that is so cute and funny. She'll I be like, it. I love small leather goods. And I'm like, what? You're oh my five. God. <laughs> It's so weird, but um, yeah, she she does love you, but uh, I love that we went on a tangent about Hannah, but what I was going to say is that I store furniture that, like, I don't want to get rid of, but it doesn't fit into my space at my niece's house, my, like, adult niece's house, because she has an extra room, and so it's it's so funny. I went over, and it's fully furnished now, because, like, I just put extra furniture there, like, an extra bed that I had, an uh-huh. extra media console, and it's just, like, literally a fully furnished room. <laughs> That's actually not a bad idea. Maybe you can take it to my parents' house. I'm telling you, yeah. I have turned one of the spare rooms at my parents' house into my closet. Like, <laughs> And I did it slowly, though, because my mom was like, no, you're not doing this. And I was like, okay. And like every week I go over and I just bring over more clothes. <laughs> I do that at my parents' house, too. My dad wants to punch me. He's like, can you take your shit out of your I'm old so- room? Like, I want to make it into my office. You? I know. I'm seriously. such an asshole. <laughs> but also, he wants to make it his office, so I get it. So now I have to, like, go and, like, clean that out. I guess yeah. I guess that's a real reason. But yeah. my parents have no real reason. It's literally an empty room that they don't use for anything. I'm like, <laughs> my stuff should be here. I, actually, this is where they should be. So you're wrong, and I'm correct. And my mom was just like, <laughs> She's like, if all of this clothes is here, do you like have clothes at your house? And I was like, oh, mother, if only you knew. I know, seriously. (laughs) If if only you knew the the state of my wardrobe right now. It's alarming. I know, Um, mine too. Ugh. But yeah, I, I... you know, I do, I am really glad that we were able to just like have like a little bit of a, like a chat because honestly, like I just missed you and wanted to talk to you, but also like, I've been wanting to have Tanya on the podcast for like months now. And like, yeah. we planned on doing it in person, but that's, we don't know when that's going to happen. Yeah, we don't know. And I hope to see you soon. Like I hope I it's know. like this year. I, that's I what I'm saying. I, my hope is to see literally friends that like live out of state or whatever like at least at some point this year but i'll be honest with you like i'm starting to feel like i don't know if that's gonna happen like i literally i and it's just so crazy like that it's it's july now and someone posted um that like summer is like halfway over and i was like holy shit like that's true and it just kind of like hit me like summer is almost over I know, and it's almost July. I can't believe, like, last year I took, like, my first uh, girls' trip to, like, Mykonos and Beirut and London, like, a Euro trip. 
And I was like, I cannot believe it's been a year since we did that. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. and also that's the other thing. Like you get these little like things that pop up on Instagram. It's like a year ago, this is what you were doing. And I was like, this was a year ago. This feels like seven years ago. Like it feels like forever ago. I know. I loved, honestly, your stories from when you were traveling on your girl's trip were so fun. Like, I literally was like, well, I just, like, had, like, a whole night out experience from, like, my couch. So I love that for me. (laughs) I know. It was so much fun. We were so depressed when we got back. I, like, literally did not want to do anything for, like, a month because I was so sad. I just wanted to be in Europe all summer. (laughs) Just having, like, Europe withdrawals and also... Yeah, you went to Lebanon, right? Yeah, yeah. I went to Lebanon for about a week. And then we flew from Lebanon to Mykonos. And then from Mykonos to um, London for a couple days. I love London, but also like I'm, I've never been to Lebanon and I want to go to Lebanon so badly. Like I've been saying this for years, like, and I almost kind of started planning a trip in March, but then that didn't go through. And then also Mm. quarantine happened. So it's probably for the best, but like, I just feel like Lebanon is one of the most beautiful places ever. And I want to go there. Like so badly. It's, It's the most beautiful place I've ever been to. Like from, the architecture to the food to the people to yeah. just the culture like going out at nights was something I'd never experienced before like like that like we would be out to like five six in the morning and we'd be like dancing to like Arabic mu- and, and Arabic music like which I felt like was the coolest thing in the world because we don't have that <laughs> in America yeah, we don't yeah, have yeah, that in LA yeah. like where could I go to listen to like Dance. Arabic Armenian or whatever music you know unless we go to a wedding you know so it was like my favorite thing in the world. And then when we went to Mykonos, I was like, you guys, do they play like international music in Mykonos? And they were like, oh my God, they're like, Tony, you're, such, you're so ridiculous. But they're like, like, yeah, they play Arabic music. They play Armenian music. And I got so excited when I would hear like, you know, Nancy Ajram or like Super yeah. Sako from, you know, at the clubs and at the restaurants, you know? I will say I'm not even like, like the Arabic music I like is like Arabic music that like my dad listened to when he was like 18 years old. Like that's my vibe, like very uh-huh. old air, but like I still get hyped up when I hear like a Nancy Ajram song playing at like a place where like you wouldn't think, yes, like you yes. don't think you're going to hear it. And then you hear it and you're like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Now I'm hyped about the song. And like, that's, and I'm not like a, like that's generally not like, Ooh, I want to listen to this. But like when you hear it and you don't expect to, it's very exciting. It's very exciting. Yeah. 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 I remember when um, it, it played at this restaurant called Sea Satin in, in Mykonos. I like got up on the chair and I was like, you guys, this is my song. And like, <laughs> this is my jam. And they're like, oh my God, tell me. And then everyone got up and started like, you know, dancing on tables, which was the coolest thing in the world to do with all your best friends in Greece. Like, I don't know. That's something so else. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, honestly, like when you think about like memories like that from like last year, I feel like there's a part of me that like gets like a little sad about it. But at the same time, I'm like, dude, I had so much fun last year. Like yeah. everything is fine. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's fine. Like, you know what? Like, like I, it's, I don't know why it keeps coming back to me talking about my taxes, but when I was filing <laughs> my taxes for last year, you have to go through the year and think about like where you went and like your spent and all that. And I was like, Oh my God, I did so many fun things last year. And I was like, that's kind of sad. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm really, really grateful. And I think traveling with friends in general, like if you travel with the right people, it's so oh my God, fun. Yeah. Like yeah. it, 
it, it, I think that the people you're with genuinely will make or break your trip. Cause even if you're doing jack shit, nothing, but you're with people that like you love and you have fun with and you vibe with, it just changes the entire experience. Oh yeah. No, I think I wouldn't have had the amount of fun that I had if I wasn't with, you know, eight of my best friends, you know, and they're all such great energy. Everybody was so hyped about being there. Like it was just a good time 24 seven. And I feel like anytime I travel with girls, like the first thing that pops into my mind is like, how long does this person get ready in conjunction with how quickly I get ready? That's the first thing I think of. And I love traveling with people who they take the same amount of time as me or around the same amount of time with me to get ready because there's people who like get ready in 15 minutes. And I'm just like, I don't know if I can do that. But then there's people who like take two hours to get ready. And I'm like, I will put, put a bullet in my head. Like I actually will. So, um, I look for like, like the sweet spot for me is like 45 minutes, because that gives me enough time to get ready, but then also like take breaks in between because I get tired. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. I'm the same way. 45 is, is, is the perfect amount of time. Because you, you know, like halfway through getting ready, like you might want a snack, you might want <laughs> to, to just have a seat. I don't know about anyone else. But like I will literally sit down halfway through getting ready and just like sit and just be like, oh, like I'm tired. Like maybe, maybe I should get dressed now, but I'm just so tired right now. I know I sit exhausting. and I'm like, hmm, what should I wear? And that yeah. takes like a 10 minutes for me to like sit down and really decide if, if it's somewhere that I like. That that's that's important to me that I have to like if I have to go to a meeting I'll like sit down hmm what should I wear do I want to wear like a blazer or do I want to wear yeah. like yeah 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 do you also feel like you always end up wearing the first thing that you were gonna uh, wear but like yeah. you tried on like seven different things because. I also, th- that's the other thing. So during quarantine, I've been trying to like shoot content, whatever, but it's so it's kind of fun. Like at first it was weird because I'm like, I'm getting dressed, but like I'm actually going nowhere. So this actually is really dumb. But now it's fun because I can wear things and I can just wear whatever I want. And I don't have to be going to like an appropriate place to be wearing the thing. Like I could just wear it and then oh, just yeah. come home. Oh yeah. No, it's great. Like I've actually been in athleisure for the past like four months. <laughs> and, <laughs> and honestly, it's been so nice. I've been wearing sneakers every day and I put on like, um, like, some like a little heel the other day and I'm like I mean I really miss this but I really yeah. love wearing my sneakers because it's so comfortable you know it really it really that's a huge thing that I've realized I haven't worn heels like out since maybe like the beginning of March or something. Yeah. And so I wore heels the other day. I was going to go shoot some content and then I was like running errands. Like I had to go to the car dealership, stuff like that. And thankfully I had a pair of like slides in my car. I switched into them because like I lost like my stamina or something for like wearing heels for like a long period of time. Like I can normally wear heels for a pretty long time, but like, I guess out of practice, out of shape. I'm not really sure, but like I cannot wear heels for like more than like two hours. Like I can't do it anymore. Yeah, no same. I'm like, how am I going to go out again and dance and with my like five inch heels, but we'll figure it out. Tanya, <laughs> honestly, I love you. you. You and your dancing. Like I just, I've never, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I've ever danced in my life, but like, I love your passion for dancing. Oh my like, God. I really do. It's like my favorite thing to do. It's like my therapy and actually did it. I danced a lot. I've been dancing a lot during quarantine on video 
and making these ridiculous, I don't know if you've seen them, the ridiculous videos. I, oh, of I ha- but they're not ridiculous. <laughs> they're good dancers. So you don't look ridiculous. You just look adorable. Thank you. Thank you. I just, I was trying to entertain myself and entertain and, uh, my following. So <laughs> listen, we've all done weird shit on Instagram since like, I, I feel like I mentally black out when I do weird things. So I couldn't even tell you a weird thing that I've done because I feel like I erase it from my memory. I don't know. I do this thing where if I post something on Instagram, that's like slightly weird or embarrassing. I just like won't look at my stories and then it'll just be gone. And that's fine. I don't even remember it until people DM me about it. And they're like, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, (laughs) mind your business. I don't know. Um, But yeah, I, it's so funny to me because I, I don't dance because it's like, Oh, I don't know how it's like, I literally don't like, I'm such a tense person that I don't think I could be that free even if I tried to. Does that make any sense? Like, I just, my yeah. body doesn't, it's too tense to move that way, which is why, like, I'm surprised I can even do yoga, <laughs> honestly, because I'm like, I didn't know my body was, like, capable of not just being, like, upright and, like, fucking strange 24-7. <laughs> but, I mean, do you dance, like, like, at, like, weddings, like, you know, the no. Arab dancing with I'm, the... Tanya, I am no. an embarrassment to Arabs globally. <laughs> Literally the closest I've ever got to dancing was when I was 20 years old at my sister's wedding. So that was 11 years ago. And I did that thing that Arabs do at a wedding where they just like go around you in a circle and like clap. Oh, That's what I did. (laughs) I did the clap dance, but actual physically dancing. I'm pretty sure the only time I've ever actually danced was like at prom. And it was like slow dancing, so it doesn't even count. It's just like kind of awkwardly moving around. You're so cute. Oh my god. I I I don't know. I feel like I like as much as I love music, like I just I don't know. My version of dancing is like like a white guy at like a rock concert. That's me dancing, just like jumping up and down. That's that's how I dance. Just like lots of bouncing. Like I just my body just can't do it. It's like, no, we don't want to do this. We're not doing it. And I was like, all right. I gotta listen to my body. Gotta listen to my body. Um but who knows? Maybe maybe one day you and I will dance together. Maybe. If we see each other in 2020, I will dance with you. I'll teach you how to belly dance. <laughs> uh, you pro- you really <laughs> do need to because I feel like you should be giving like lessons on belly dancing. <laughs> you, should, you should do TikTok on how to belly dance. I thought you know, about that, but I don't know. TikTok is, is weird for me. I like kind not, of got into it like for a minute and then I was like, I don't know about this. I feel like an old it's a part. very weird place, but yeah. once you're in it, it is a cult. I love TikTok more than anything in the world. I wake up, watch TikToks. Really? Sleep, but yeah, I love TikTok, and apparently that it might be getting taken off the app store in America. Like, I heard. I mean, yeah, and like I genuinely am worried about it because it's like my dose, my daily dose of serotonin. I swear to God, like it's so funny. And like the thing about TikTok that I feel like a lot of people like they're like it's weird I don't understand it so like you go you have like a for you page which is kind of like your feed Mm -hmm. and like it it becomes curated based off of the videos that you watch so you kind of have to like keep watching it and then your page will be like curated for the things that you're interested in and then I feel like that's when it becomes enjoyable because it just shows you videos that it knows that you're gonna like unlike the Instagram algorithm which just fucking it all around yeah 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 (laughs) Maybe I need to get back into it and give it another chance. I mean, it might be getting getting taken off the app store, so <laughs> <laughs> this might be your only chance. But um, it's been so fun talking to you. Honestly, like I'm so happy that we did this. Um, where can people follow you online and like keep up with everything that you're doing? Uh, Instagram at Tanya Serene. 
T-A-N-I-A-S-A-R-I-N. Follow Tanya. I'm going to have all of her information in the info box. And then as always, um, if you go on Arab American site, go on Instagram, you'll see a picture of Tanya's beautiful face this week. And uh, you could follow me on Instagram at Nort E. And I will talk to you guys next week.